My name is Ronan McCarthy, and this is a new podcast called More Than the Music. Over the next three episodes, I will go deeply into three songs from one of my favorite albums, The Eminem Show. Released in 2002, The Eminem Show is one of the most critically acclaimed rap albums of all time, selling 30 million copies worldwide. Before Eminem was a multimillionaire selling millions of CDs, he was struggling through life in his hometown, Detroit. Born in 1972, without a father who left him as a baby and an addict as a mother, Eminem was constantly moving from public housing, failing out of school, and was constantly bullied. As a teenager, Eminem found rap and started competing in the underground scene. By the late 90s, he had caught the attention of Dr. Dre and was flown out to start recording with him, even against the advice of Dre's management. In an interview several years later, Dre said, Everybody around me. The so-called execs and what have you were all against it. The records that I had done at the time, they didn't work. They wanted me out the building. And then I come up with Eminem, this white boy. Me, Slim Shady. My general manager had this 8 by 10 picture and was like, Dre, this boy's got blue eyes. What are we doing? Taking a risk, Dre stayed with Eminem. And in 1999, the Slim Shady LP was released and was an instant hit. The following year, the Marshall Mathers LP was released and acclaimed even more accolades. But with all the success came the critics as well. Eminem took a lot of backlash from his lyrics, which were labeled as violent, misogynistic, and homophobic. In addition, his personal life was constantly publicized with constant feuds with his now ex-wife Kim, as well as his troubles with the law. With the color of his skin, rap was also being exposed to a new demographic, white children. This, in turn, upset a lot of white parents who even protested against him. Going into 2002, with all this going on, here's Eminem stating the concept of the album we are going to dissect. The concept of the album is my life on blast. Like, a show, like, my life is a show. Sometimes I don't know where my private life and my private life ends and my public life begins. It all seems to blend together a lot, so... That's the reason for that, the, the concept, for the title, and for everything, is because sometimes I feel like that. I feel like there's nothing that I can do that is not wrote about, at least at this time in my life. To be original and to let people know that I have nothing to hide, and in doing that, maybe put a little too much of my personal life out there. So now it's like, fuck it, I can't stop now. I might as well, whatever. It's writing about what I know, and yeah, I guess now it's really opening the curtains, and like the show is really. We have all been seated with the performance about to begin. It is time to enjoy the show. The first song on the Eminem show is called White America. Eminem takes no time to ease his listeners into the album and throws them right into the craziness. Opening with a grim electric guitar, soon followed by a snapping snare percussion, Eminem is setting the tone that seems very ominous. 
The beat will loop for the entire song, which could show that he is trying to get the listener to focus on his lyrics rather than the instrumental. As Eminem starts to speak, he seems to be addressing the nation in a PSA. While he speaks, the sound of fly, flyovers by fighter jets fills the background. To me, fly, flyovers are a symbol of patriotism and shows American power, which Eminem is trying to mock. In the speech itself, Eminem mocks two things. The first is the hypocrisy of America and how the country prides itself on free speech, but constantly tries to censor him, which is shown in the lines, quote, for the freedom of the speech, the United States government is sworn to uphold, or so we're told, unquote. The second is how he's trying to sound like a politician. At the time, Eminem had a lot of problems with the people in government, especially the Bush administration. Here is a speech of Bush right after 9-11, where he talks about patriotism of the United States. On September the 11th, enemies of freedom committed an act of war against our country. Americans have known wars, but for the past 136 years, they have been wars on foreign soil, except for one Sunday in 1941. Americans have known the casualties of war, but not at the center of a great city on a peaceful morning. Americans have known surprise attacks, but never before on thousands of civilians. All of this was brought upon us in a single day, and night fell on a different world, a world where freedom itself is under attack. While M is not directly making fun of Bush in his speech, he is trying to mock anyone who works in Washington. The song continues. I never would have dreamed in a million years I'd see so many motherfucking people who feel like me, who share the same views and the same exact beliefs. It's like a fucking army marching in back of me. So many lives I touch, so much anger aimed in no particular direction, just praise and praise. Like I said earlier, Eminem's skin color has given rap music to a new set of fans who identify with him not only because of his lyrics, but also because of his appearance. This could be shown in the lines, quote, I never would have dreamed in a million years I'd see so many motherfucking people who feel like me, who, say, who share the same views and the same exact beliefs. It's like a fucking army marching in back of me, unquote. Instantly, this that line could point to Eminem's 2000 MTV Awards performance, where he had hundreds of men dress and dye their hair like him as he performed the real Slim Shady. In both of these songs, M is trying to show how much his fans connect with his music, as well as how loyal they are and will do anything he does. Additionally, lines like, quote, And straight through your radio waves, it plays and plays, till it stays stuck in your head for days and days, unquote. And, quote, 
that I would catapult to the forefront of rap like this? How could I predict my words ha- would have an impact like this? Unquote. I believe Eminem is trying to say not only are his songs and bars catchy, but also him being white is also a part of his rapid rise to the top of the rap game. Comedian Chris Rock joked about this at the 2003 VMAs. Saying, Nobody got no beef with Eminem. Ain't no rapper popping nothing about Eminem. Ain't nobody saying nothing. I'm not even going to say nothing bad about Eminem. Because way too much stuff rhymes with Rock, right? But Eminem don't even like his own mama. So Lord knows what he'll say about your black ass, okay? And he's, Eminem's a white rapper. So his record's going to be on every station, the country station, the talk station. The black rappers just on Hot 97. The song progresses to the chorus. White America, I could be one of your kids. White America, Eric looks just like this. White America, Erica loves my shit. I go to TRL, look how many hugs I get. White America, I could be one of your kids. White America, Eric looks just like this. White America, Erica loves my shit. I go to TRL, look how many hugs I In this chorus, M preaches to white Americans, but mainly white parents. He says no matter how hard they try, their little son Eric looks just like Eminem, and their daughter Erica will always listen to his music. There's also a lot of hidden messages throughout the chorus as well. If you look at both their names he mentions, they both are the ending letters in America. This could be implying that Eminem is taking over the youth of America and that he cannot be stopped. Also, he talks about how when he goes to TRL, a show on MTV for predominantly pop stars and boy bands, he is equally as loved as the well-behaved stars. As the chorus ends, M continues the same themes from the end of the first verse into the second verse. Again, Eminem goes right back to spinning bars, saying, quote, Look at these eyes, baby blue, baby just like yourself. If they were brown, shady lose, shady sits on the shelf. But shady cute, shady new, shady's dimples would help, unquote. And, quote, let's do the math. If I was black, I would have sold half. I ain't have to graduate from Lincoln High School to know that, unquote. M is being brutally honest here and saying how his stereotypical white appearance is a major part of why he's so successful. In addition, because he looks like his fans, they are even more likely to buy his album. He also stabs back at the media as them being racist in the lines, quote, let's do the math. If I was black, I would have sold half, unquote, which is an actual quote from a 2004 article from The Source. The verse continues. I'm too cool to go back. Give me the mic. Show me where the fucking studio's at. When I was underground, no one gave a fuck. I was white. No labels wanted to sign me. Almost gave up. I was like, fuck it until I met Dre. The only one who looked past gave me a chance. And I lit a fire up under his ass. Helped him get back to the top. Every fan black that I got was probably his in exchange for every white man that he's got. Like, damn, we just swapped. Sitting back looking at shit. Wow. I'm like, my skin is a star. In the second half of the verse, M starts to juxtapose his role 
and the pros and cons of him being a white rapper from the first part of the verse. As it says, quote, no labels wanted to sign me, almost gave up, I was like, fuck it, until I met Dre, the only one who looked past, gave me a chance and I lit a fire up under his ass, unquote. Like I said earlier, Dre took a big risk with working with Eminem, but Dre only cared about the music. In an interview, he said, I'm like, man, listen, I think this shit is fucking incredible and I would love to work with you. And I had a studio in my house at the time and I went and put some samples together, did a couple of things in the drum machine and I invited him over. Dre, you do a lot of recording here? Yeah, most of the recording is done here. Nothing more comfortable than home. I was like, man, listen, I put this sample together. Tell me if you like it. You wanna hear one of my joints, man? Yeah. And I hit the drum machine and maybe two or three seconds went by and he just went, hi, my name is, my name is, like, yo. Stop. Shit's hot. That's what happened our first day and the first few minutes of us being in the studio. Stop the take. This kid needs to be locked away. Get it. Stop the drag. Don't just stand there. Operate. So he starts singing this hook, and I'm in love with it. All of a sudden, I'm like, okay, I got to go through my recording process. I think some cuts over the hook just to yeah, make it yeah. sound like it's a hook. This is the greatest producer. I'm at his fucking house recording... I don't know shit about nothing. I just wanted to make sure that every beat that he played for me, I had a rhyme ready to go. Hi kids, do you like violence? Wanna see me stick nine inch nails to each one of my eyelids? I'm seeing this is getting a reaction out of Dre and he's laughing, he's not discouraging me from pushing buttons. My brain's dead weight, I'm trying to get my head straight but I can't figure out which Spice Girl I want to impregnate. I'm blown the fuck away. It's just one of those things when you just know something special is happening. The song continues back to the chorus and into the third and final verse. Yeah, see the problem is I speak to suburban kids who otherwise would have never knew these words exist. Whose moms probably would have never gave two spurts of piss till I created so much motherfucking turbulence. Straight out the tube, right into your living rooms I came. And kids flip when they knew I was produced by Dre. Here, Em is trying to say a lot of things. While he is glad he is able to attract new listeners into rap music that are white, their parents are one of the main reasons he is labeled as so controversial and is protested against, which can be heard in this clip. Likewise, few rappers inspire such passionate dissent. In addition, here's M talking about whether these kids should have the album. I want the kids to have the CD, <laughs> like eight and below, I want them to have the CD, but you know, the truth is that they're not supposed to get it, so it's very bad, shame, shame. As you can hear in his tone, M really doesn't give a fuck who buys his CDs or the consequences that come with it. The verse continues. That's why they put my lyrics up under this microscope, searching with a fine tooth comb, it's like this rope waiting to choke. This verse really attacks the parents of white children about how protective they are and about what they listen to. 
Another thing is, he hates how his lyrics are taken so literally when he is just joking around. M touches on this theme as well in the song Stan, which is about a crazed fan that does everything that M says. Dear Stan, I meant to write you sooner, but I've just been busy. You said your girlfriend's pregnant now. How far along is she? Look, I'm really flattered you would call your daughter that. And here's an autograph for your brother. I wrote it on the starter cap. I'm sorry I didn't see you with the show. I must have missed you. Don't think I did that shit intentionally just to diss you. But what's the shit you said about you like to cut your wrist too? I say that shit just clown is all. Come on, how fucked up is you? You got some issues, Stan. I think you need some counseling to help your ass from bouncing off the walls when you get down some. And what's the shit about us meant to be together? That type of shit'll make me not want us to meet each other. I really think you and your girlfriend need each other. But maybe you just need to treat her better. I hope you get to read this letter I just hope it reaches you in time Before you hurt yourself I think that you'll be doing just fine If you relax a little I'm glad I inspire you with Stan Why are you so mad? Try to understand That I do want you as a fan I just don't want you to do some crazy shit I seen this one shit on the news A couple weeks ago that made me sick Some dude was drunk and drove his car over a bridge And had his girlfriend in the trunk And she was pregnant with his kid And in the car they found a tape But they didn't say who it was to Come to think about it His name was... It was you. Damn. The verse continues. So now I'm catching the flag from these activists when they rag and acting like I'm the first rapper to smack a bitch and say faggot shit. It's looking me like I'm your closest pal, the poster child, the motherfucking spokesman. The third verse ends with M being brutally honest. Artists like N.W.A., Tupac, Biggie, Nas, and Jay-Z have all said similar stuff to M, yet have not been protested by, quote, white America. This is because those artists do not appeal to white Americans like M does because he looks like them. This is why he feels like, quote, poster child and has to act differently from other rappers. The song continues into the final chorus and then the outro. playing america you know i love you the final outro feels like a continuation of the speech that eminem gave in the beginning of the song um it feels like a wrap-up a recap of the song and who he attacks throughout he attacks white america one last time as well as other political figures like miss cheney and tipper gore who have both came out against rap music and himself overall white america sets the tone of what the rest of the album is going to be like. Themes like race, maturity, and personal versus public life are going to constantly reappear throughout the show. On our next episode, we'll be talking about the 
about the tenth track without me. Until next time, this has been More Than The Music.